0: bhuddhī-jñānam asaṅamoha samā satyam lamāś samāha sukhaṁ duṣṭhaṁ bhavo-bhāva bhayaṅca avayaṅga So what is knowledge? <coughs> knowledge means that distinguishing the spirit from matter, that is knowledge we should understand what is spirit and what is matter. We are combination of matter and spirit. Actually, I am a spirit, but I am now covered, embodied by matter. When we make a complete analytical study, what is matter one spirit, that is called or knowledge. Material knowledge, any subject matter you can take, but that is temporary. Just like this body is temporary, similarly, any material knowledge you acquire, whether you become a chemist or a physicist or a, a medical man or an engineer, whatever you may, acquire knowledge, all this knowledge will finish as soon as this body is finished. We forget. Death means forgetfulness. Because the spirit does not uh, die eternally. So spiritual knowledge continues. If you develop spiritual knowledge, Suppose ten percent spiritual knowledge you acquire uh, in this body, then that will continue with you. Even after destruction of this body, that spiritual knowledge will continue with you, and when you get next body, you begin, you finish your ten percent, you'll begin again from eleven percent. That knowledge will not be lost. That is the uh, law of nature. Spiritual knowledge, in the Bhagavad Gita we have studied already, If you cultivate spiritual knowledge, even one person, two persons, uh, that can uh, render you greatest service because it will continue. Once spiritual knowledge begins, it will not be stopped. The best thing is to finish it 10% in this life, because this human form of life is meant for cultivating spiritual knowledge. It is not meant for material enjoyment. Material enjoyment means eating, sleeping, and defending, and mating. These four principles, they are called material enjoyment. Oh. Just like we see advertisements. The other day I was seeing this New York Times oh, magazine. So all advertisements are based on mating. That's all. So because Mating is more attractive. Therefore the shopkeepers, that advertise their dress uh, putting before one very nice girl because our attraction is for mating. So then as soon as we see a nice girl, our attention is uh, diverted immediately. That is the psychology. So, these are all material enjoyment, eating, sleeping, defending, and mating. And spiritual enjoyment is just opposite. Oh, there is no sense enjoyment. There, there is self-realization or purifying the senses. Spiritual enjoyment means purifying the senses. It is a purificatory process. And as soon as you purify your senses, then you become in full Krishna consciousness and become eligible for being transferred to the spiritual world. So, uh, this human form of life is specially meant for cultivation of spiritual knowledge, because in any other form of life there, there are eight million, four hundred thousand of species of life, and the best developed consciousness form of life is this human form of life, especially civilized men. There are, there are four hundred thousand species of human beings. Human being means with two hands and two legs. Oh. So not all of them are efficient, but they have got this Krishna consciousness, dormant. Even in the lowest aboriginal stage of life, there is dormant Krishna consciousness. But a civilized life, Aryan, Aryan family, they are quite competent to develop culture, to cultivate this knowledge. So uh, jnana, knowledge, means the distinguishing between spirit and matter, and this knowledge should be cultivated and taken full advantage in this life. That is successful life. In Śrīmad-bhāgavatam, it is stated, kaccai Nalabhati yad Now, a, a living entity, a spiritual spark, is wandering. Wandering from, not only from one country to another country, or from one body to another, but one planet to another. Uh, the qualification of a living entity is called sarvagha. Sarvagha. Sarva means all, and ga means one can go. You can go anywhere, just like you have the facility of traveling over the surface of the earth, or or in the out outer space uh, on the earth. Uh, but you cannot go beyond the orbit. This is called conditioned life. In conditioned life we are limited in our traveling. But in spiritual life we can travel anywhere. The best example is narada He can travel anywhere he likes. Even in this universe we have got a planet which is called Siddha-loka. The planet of the perfect, not perfect uh, completely, but they are called Siddha. Siddha means almost perfect. The inhabitants of that planet, they can travel uh, without any aid of Sputnik or aeroplane from one planet to another. We get this information from Srimad Bhagavatam. So, in spiritual life, we have got complete freedom to move, to act, to enjoy. So that spiritual knowledge should be cultivated. That is the best utilization of this human form of life. If we do not utilize this human form of life for spiritual cultivation, then we are practically committing suicide ātmahā. There is a very nice Sanskrit verse that, uh, just like you have to cross a great ocean. Now, if you want to cross Atlantic Ocean from New York to uh, England, then you must have a very nice ship and uh, a good captain, and the atmosphere very favorable, then it is very easy to cross. So that example is given in a Sanskrit verse, nī deha sukalpam. Now, to cross this ocean of material existence, this is ocean, and uh, it is compared with ocean, bhava Sagar. Sāgara means ocean. So to cross this ocean, you have got very nice ship. What is that? Nīrehaṁ, this human form of life. Nidheham ādhyam, uh, it is very nice ship. Uh, and śulabhāṁ śulabhāṁ Sudulavam. śulabhāṁ uh, means this kind of seed you cannot get always. It is an opportunity. Oh. Right. This is an opportunity, because you do not know what is going to happen in my next life. There is no guarantee that in next life you are going to take your birth in America or in human form of life. There is no guarantee. Oh. therefore. So long, you have got this opportunity. you must fully utilize it. Uh, Neither hammadam, Sulavang, Sudulang. Uh, sulavang, by by opportunity, by fortune, we have got this Sulavang, and Sudulang. Sudulang, it, it is very difficult to get this word because just imagine by gradual evolutionary process from the aquatic to the plant life, then from plant life to uh, worm life, then from worm life to uh, bird's life, then from bird's life to beast life, from beast life to human life. This is the gradual process of evolution. So therefore, this human form of life is very difficult to get. By some fortune, we have got now. So therefore it is said Shu lovam uh, And you have got this nice sheep and Guru Karnadharam. And if you have got a nice spiritual master who is captain, good captain, who can help you. Uh, so I'm mean, going to supply your sheep on the same. Uh, so Nidamhamadam Silavam Sudlabam and, and a atmosphere is Krishna concept created by the Supreme Law by delivering you the message of Bhagavad Gita. So you have got very good atmosphere. Just to compare in the same way. In the Atlantic Ocean, there is no wind, there is no hurricane and you have got a very good ship and very good captain. Now take this opportunity of crossing. If you don't cross, then you are counting suicide. Very nice. So these are the opportunities of developing your knowledge in Krishna consciousness and spiritual culture. And the advantage is that as soon as you become fully conscious of your constitutional position, uh, then you are freed from this material uh, uh, and this This is called jnana. Jnana, asangmaha. Uh, don't be very hesitant. Uh, asangmaha means if you want to acquire some knowledge, you should Acquire it maybe slowly, but acquire it very surely, step by step. Don't be impatient, song. Oh. Not that blindly accepting something and thinking that I have got all knowledge, finished. No. You have got developed consciousness, you have got intelligence, oh. But that intelligence, consciousness, consciousness depends also on your mode of living, uh, on your mode of behavior. Therefore one has to become a Brahmin, a sātri in the modes of goodness. Then he'll uh, be patient, Uh, patient, śānta, peaceful. If you become hesitant, then you cannot. Oh, this is called Asangamaha. Chama. Chama means tolerance. Tolerance. Oh, you should not be disturbed. Suppose you are in this Krishna conscious society. Now, you cannot expect that all the members of the society will be first class men. How can you expect? We are collecting members of the society from all classes of men. So there may be a man in goodness, a man in the passion, and a man in the ignorance. But if you think, oh, this man is not good, that man is not good, no, you should be tolerant. You haven't got any connection with this man or that man. You are connected with the philosophy, with the process of life, and you are connected, just like in the same example, suppose you are on the sea; you do not find just all men to your choice. There may be different kinds of men, but what is that to you? You are to cross the Atlantic Ocean, be cross. Just sit down tightly on the seat and take advantage of the opportunity. That is your business. This is called sama. Sama means excuse and tolerance. Suppose somebody has offended you, excuse him. This is this is our another uh, kind of uh, penance. Lord Caitanya has taught us. and the peace, if you want to chant Hare Krishna, then you have to become tolerant. What kind of tolerance? Just like a tree. Uh, don't you think a tree, how much tolerant it is? Uh, everybody is committing offense on the tree. Somebody is snatching. It sweets, somebody is snatching its flowers, somebody is snatching leaves, somebody is cutting, but it does not pro- pro- protest. Rather, on the contrary, it supplies you fruit, flowers, and gives you shelter. Uh, so, tree is the nicest example for tolerance. So, Lord Chaitanya uh, teaches us that we should become a tolerance just like a tree, and and, tinādhva-śvīni-cena, and forbearance uh, just like a grass, just like a trample over grass, it does not protect. tinādhva-śvīni-cena taro-rapi-śvīni-cena amanina And you should not be puffed up with your artificial honor. Oh, I am this, I am that. Oh, this, that means that is belong to this body. You are apart from this body. Suppose you are king in this body, so you have no connection with that body. And suppose you are the poorest man, so you have no connection with this body. So why do you identify yourself that I am poor and I am king? Uh, you are neither king, neither poor. You are spirit source. Therefore, uh, amāṇīna, you should not be hankering after this temporary honor of this material world. Honor or dishonor, the same thing, because you, are, you do not belong to that honor, that kind of honor or dishonor. taro so, amanina But other foolish creatures who disturbs you, we give, give him all honor. Who is identified with uh, this body, give him all honor. Oh, you sir, you are very beautiful. You are very learned. So that he may disturb you. Give him all honor. In this process, you can go on chanting. Nobody will disturb you. Because as soon as you get to spiritual life, there will be so many disturbances. Oh. Oh. Because it is a declaration of war with the initial energy. So as soon as you become Krishna conscious, the initial energy sees, oh, this, this man is going out of my hand, out of my control. Oh. Give him all impediments. Oh. Therefore, you have to learn this tolerance. Therefore, next two words, after "chama," satyam, ah, satyam yathādṛṣṭyārtha viṣayam parahītabhāsanaṁ. Satyam means ah, you should speak the actual truth. You should not flatter. You should not uh, uh, flatter for uh, sense gratification. satyam, satyam paraṁ dhīvain, in the Śrīmad-bhāgavataṁ, uh, the definition of truth, absolute truth is given there. What is that? janmad the absolute truth is there from which everything emanates, the original source of all. That is absolute truth. So, uh, you should understand what is satyam, absolute truth. Satyam. And, for of bhasanam, you should speak truth also. What is that truth? That truth is, God is great and we are subservient. So our duty is to uh, abide by the orders of God. It's simply true. God is great. Uh, You can can say why we should abide by the orders of God? Because you are subservient. Uh, No, I am not subservient. That is not. That is untrue. You are subservient. If you don't uh, accept your subordinate position before God, then you have to accept your subordinate position under these material stringent laws. You have to become subservient. There is no other alternative. You cannot become absolute. It is a false notion that you are independent. You are not independent. It is a false notion. Nobody is independent. Oh, we may uh, be popped up that we belong to an independent nation. Now we have got, just like we Indian, we are under British rule, or oh, now we have got independence. Uh, this is all, all false notion. What is their independence? Uh, the nature's law is forcing starvation. What is this independence? Uh, they are now begging grain from other countries. In British time, there was no begging, at least. Now their independence means they are begging. So, these are all false notions. Nobody is independent. He is dependent in some way or other under the laws of nature. The laws of nature at once can force the stringent laws and it becomes subservient. So, subservient, to become subservient is your nature. You cannot alter it. The best thing is that instead of becoming subservient to this false, you should become subservient to the Absolute Truth. sattam <laughs> param that the Bhagavatam is that you just try to uh, offer your respectful of the essences and to the Supreme Truth. That is your perfection of life. Uh. Satyam Dhamma. Anartham ah. Vishra Sutrade Miamanam. Dhamma. Dhamma means to control the senses. Anartha. Now you are sitting here. It is very kind of you. But you could go to a cinema house or uh, hear some uh I'm mean, all noise by uh, television or something like. It is simply a waste of time. Ah. So you have to control your senses in such a way that every moment should be utilized for your spiritual cultivation of life. You should not allow the senses to. Enjoy anything, it is against the cultivation of spiritual life. That is called dhamma, control. Uh, You can can eat, you can go to a restaurant and have very palatable dishes, of meats and and so many things. But you have to control it. No, I shall not eat all this nonsense. I shall eat only Krishna prasadam. Eating is not private, uh, because without eating you cannot live. That's all right. Uh, but you, there are so many things. Uh, just like even if you don't accept Krishna Prasad, you try to become vegetarian. Uh, in your country, especially, I see you have got enough arrangement for vegetable dishes. I am here for the last more than one year. I am getting all nice uh, vegetable dishes prepared, prepared by our nice student, uh, So you are also tasting them. They are very nice. Uh, so you should not allow the senses uh, to enjoy uh, something which is against the advancement of your spiritual life. That is the dhamma. Uh, and You have to learn this. If you cannot control your... A swami, a swami, this title means one who can control the senses. He is called swami, master of the senses. Generally we are all servants because our constitutional position is servant, subservient. So we are servants of this material nature means we are servants of the senses. That's all. Uh, we have got this material body, and the senses are prominent. Uh, this, ah, uh, we are active in material body means we are active in sense activities. That's all. So uh, we are practically servant of the senses, and as soon as we become master of the senses, that the senses should not act. According to their wings, the senses should act according to your order. Uh, the same example. Suppose uh, there is very nice uh, performance, uh, sense gratification, and one wants to go there. Uh, and if you can control your senses, no, not to go there. Come here, in this uh, storefront, here, Bhagavad-gītā. Uh, then you become master you become master, that is some. In similar way, if you can control your all your senses, oh. now the sense gratification, the most uh, important uh, task for controlling the sense is the tongue. I have several times explained that the tongue is the beginning of all senses. So if you can control the tongue. Then you can control other senses also, and if you cannot control the tongue, then you cannot control other senses. So you should begin controlling the senses. The tongue has two functions: to taste and to vibrate. Vibrate, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hare? Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram, Hari Hari, and taste Krishna Prasad. Just see how you are making advances. This is called dhamma. Ah. So as soon as you are able to control your senses, naturally you shall be able to control your mind. That is called sama ah. So these are the processes. Ah. So we have to practice this process and learn this process from reliable sources and assimilate them in our life. That is the real utilization of this human form of life. We should learn it, we should practice it, and make our life successful. Thank you.